0: Hey, it's Andrew Wilkow. Here's my opening monologue from today's Wilkow Majority on Sirius XM Patriot. Bob Menendez's wife is not an elected official. What's the big deal? There's no evidence that says Bob Menendez was directly involved with his wife's business dealings. Why would it be a crime to give Nadine Menendez a Mercedes hundreds of thousands of dollars in gold bullion, bars, cash. Why is this a problem? Why is this a problem? He doesn't know anything about her business dealings. He's a senator, a Democrat, a Hispanic. We're going to prosecute a Hispanic American for the crime of being married to a woman who does well in business. What is this world coming to? This is exactly how the Bidens operate. And yet the DOJ, I mean, Bob Menendez must have, I don't know, run out his welcome or you know, overstayed his welcome. I, I don't know. But apparently it's a problem if you're married to a U.S. senator who happens to be the chair of the Senate Foreign Relations Committee, the same position that Joe Biden once held. And you give... Money to that to that uh, to that individual. Now the claim here is that Bob Menendez acted on behalf of business interests in Egypt. So it wasn't a problem with Barisma. It's not a problem that we see Biden acting every day in the interest of China. Right, We can't mine rare earth in the United States, so the Chinese are opening battery plants in the United States to process the materials they're mining. In places like Congo, where Hunter Biden just so happened to broker the deal between Congo and China. What's the big deal? 16695 patriot 9572874 you know i was walking here from port authority bus terminal and i was thinking i was looking at these homeless people and they're everywhere and i was like you know what f them i mean seriously f you if you're a homeless american the migrants are way more important the city of chicago just spent 29 million dollars mr uh, don't call it looting their young people gathering. Brandon Johnson just inked a deal for $29 million to house the migrants. Not homeless Chicagoans, not homeless Americans, not homeless veterans. The migrants. New York City is going to spend, according to the New York Times, that is, $4 billion on housing, feeding, educating, providing health care to the migrants. So really... <laughs> I mean, it'd probably just be easier if every homeless American just died, you know? I mean, we are gonna be coming, if it's gonna be getting cold out. Maybe if we just left homeless Americans exposed to the elements, they'll just die and we won't be burdened by them anymore. Wouldn't that be easier? That would be easier. You know what I, I can't get? I can't get my I can't get a Democrat to explain to me why the Democrats are the party of the open border. There isn't a single metric. If the Democrats are the party of the little guy, you know, the, the, the hardworking American, the American trying to get a leg up but maybe didn't go to college, the, uh, the trucker, the bricklayer, the plumber, lunch Pail Joe, right? Lunch pale Joe Biden. Union Joe. How does, how, how does that section of America benefit from the open border? Well, maybe there'll be some construction jobs as we're building housing for migrants. There might be jobs attached to the pod cities that we're going to create eventually. So I guess if you're on the inside, if you're on the end, it's good. It could be good. It could be profitable. And you'll see all sorts of NGOs and, you know, springing up led by this senator's niece and that senator's son. Biden's starting his uh, climate corps. So we're going to create this weird paramilitary, you know, green warrior thing. And what's going to be amazing about it is they'll say, well, he's creating jobs. Oh, yeah, we're going to have this gun violence prevention office. We're going to have the Green Corps. And we're going to subsidize EVs. And we're going to subsidize electric buses. And we're going to subsidize semiconductors. It'll be great. Everything will be subsidized. And they'll have to be subsidized in perpetuity because a subsidized business rarely gets off the subsidies. Now here you have General Motors right now took $50 billion. $50 billion. I guess they deserved it. We, we, we owed $50 billion to General Motors because they were making such a great product. Funny thing is most Democrats wouldn't be caught dead in a Chevy. They wouldn't be caught dead. Are you kidding me? A Chevy? You know who drives those things? Ugh. Most Democrats wouldn't know, wouldn't, wouldn't be caught dead driving a pickup truck. That's for the help. That's for the help. Ugh. Pickup trucks. The landscaper has one, whatever his name is. Hernandez, Alvarez, I don't know. We gave them $50 billion. They didn't pay it back. And the thanks the UAW got is layoffs. They're laying people off. You know where they're not laying people off? This is great. At GM in China. They're not laying people off in their Chinese plants that are now shipping Buicks into the United States. When I said that, when I when i spoke about that or like maybe some of you have not been listening since obama left the white house i went over these stories that gm took its 50 billion dollars and went and expanded in china and when i said pretty soon there'll be chinese gms gm products gm vehicles coming into the united states some of some of you said oh you are just you're just conspiracy theory you know bin laden's dead and gm's alive Obama and Biden are rescuing the auto industry. No, they didn't. They didn't rescue the auto industry. what What do we lose? twenty five grand for every e v. They're not rescuing the auto industry. They're destroying it. And now a lot of traditional automobile jobs are going away as the Chinese are opening up these plants, and we'll see if the Chinese bow to the will of the unions. There's another thing for you. I mean, the Chinese care about your damn unions. They got they got to put nets up. They got to put nets up around the Foxconn facilities to keep people from committing suicide while they're making iPhones. You think they care if you go on strike? They're not gonna They're not gonna give their their their, their factories over to the unions. take 695 Patriot. And if they do, they'll just buy the union presidents and the union bosses' uh, homes, cars, flood their bank accounts. There'll never be a strike. But really, if you're struggling and you're an American, too bad. Too bad. The migrants are more important than you. I've never seen the federal government move heaven and earth like they are right now. We're at 10,000 migrants per day. And they're getting issued IDs from the Biden administration. You know, I'm old enough to remember when expecting people to have ID was racist. Oh, God, only the Klan. You know, the Klan and neo-Nazis would expect people to show ID to vote. That's some racist, fascist, dictatorial stuff to keep black and brown people from the polls. What do we do with the migrants? Um, Give them ID. So now the migrants are getting ID cards that if you've seen them look suspiciously like passports. They look suspiciously like passports. And they're getting work authorization. So we're just, we're just burning immigration law down. We don't have law. Biden snapped his fingers and said 470,000 illegals can now go out and get a job. Well, Andrew, if you don't want them in the hotels doing nothing, well, they, shouldn't they get a job? No, they should be in their home countries. See, that's... When somebody says... The immigration system's broken. No, it's not. The immigration system's just fine. These idiot Democrats keep saying, well, the previous administration gutted the immigration system. What does that even mean? I want someone... I will be as nice and civil and calm and low-toned if somebody could explain what that means. 1866 695 patriot 957 2874 We have 4 million migrants that have crossed the border that we know of, and the estimate from the Border Patrol is another 2 million that we don't know about. That's 6 million. 6 million in less than three years. How many more are going to come in? Now we're at 10,000 a day. 10,000. I said this last night on, on Salem. This is not some... They, I think they did it on the old Murphy Brown show. This is not some sitcom... You know we're in the beginning of the uh, the beginning of the half hour we're introduced to a family that just wants a better life in America, maybe because you know they they just want to raise their children in a better place they They broke immigration law, and then we have you know arguments between the main characters one's very supportive, one's not very supportive, right and then somewhere along the way, the child actor you know gives a speech about hopes and dreams. And that wins over the hearts and minds of whatever characters were opposed. And we all just go, oh, this is such a good, warm feeling. You know, uh, let's, let's all go to their citizenship. Of, you know, they're, they're swearing in. Uh, this just makes me feel good. Half hour sitcom, onto the next show. We're not talking about our family. We're talking about six million people have descended on the United States illegally in less than three years. And it's going to be another couple million as long as this man is president of the United States. But when they say the last administration gutted the immigration system, what does that mean? What does that actually mean? Because they tried to stop the mass crossings? What does that mean? The immigration system's broken. What does that mean? Because what? more people want to come in, then we have the resources to process them. We don't owe anyone anything here. We don't owe any of these people entry into the United States, legal or illegal. A nation has the right to patrol its borders. And the Constitution places the power to make laws regarding naturalization in the hands of Congress. And the states gave up their power in 1808. So it's a federal responsibility to deal with this. Not on the benefit of tens of millions of people who want to come here, but to benefit the United States. 96695, Patriot 957-2874. Biden's out there blaming Trump, blaming Mago. I, I don't know what that means. And the NIMBYism is grotesque. It was all it was all fine and dandy for the elites in New York City when this was a problem in El Paso. And Beto O'Rourke, Robert Francis sounds like a moron. El Paso is now in a third world country. And to you Canadians, maybe I should start taking Canadian calls. Can can I come to Canada at some point? You know, you guys are gonna be bordering the third world. How's how's that? How's that gonna work out? Because once this country. Falls once we get consumed by the locusts, you're next. You th- you think you could can- you think you're going to be able to keep out the the invaders? We can't. And you got single payer healthcare. It's going to be great. We'll send 10 million people to you, and you could pay for their hospital bills. Suckers. We really are some stupid people in this country. We really are. You know, you would know what you would get from the college kid. Well, this is why housing has to be a human right. Oh, so we're going to provide free housing for every American who's struggling and every other human being from around the world as well. Where do you think the tax dollars come from? Well, the rich have to pay their fair share. Oh, my God. This is where we are. Yesterday, I went over the alarming statistics of the number of people who can't name all three branches of the federal government. They can't name all three branches. Most people can't name all nine Supreme Court justices. But all three branches of government? You can't name the three. Executive, legislative, judicial, or legislative, executive, judicial, whichever order you want to put them in. How do you, how do you walk around this society? If you can't name all three branches of government, then you don't know how the do you really know how the government operates? Well, the the people vote and 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 you know whoever gets the most votes win. Oh okay. All right. How's that working out? The problem for the problem now is people in New York City are getting fed up with it. Cause it actually came to them. Well, you know, of course New York City's welcoming. I mean, we're such a diverse city, and you know, we're a sanctuary city. <laughs> Okay. All right. Well, if you've got to trip over migrants to get to your yoga studio. Or, you know, who are all these people online at Starbucks? <laughs> you know what's funny about Manhattanites? There, there's two phrases that if you're from New York, you know. One is outer boroughs, right? Because this is the epicenter. Manhattan. Manhattan is the center of the universe to these people. So everything else is outer boroughs. Even though though we have our snots and our snobs living in Brooklyn, they still... Manhattanites, New New Yorkers in Manhattan call the other boroughs the outer boroughs. And then there's another phrase, bridge and tunnel. They don't like bridge and tunnel. Bridge and tunnel people to them are an invasion. So, you know, if you go to certain bars or restaurants in like Greenwich Village or on the upper west side of Manhattan. Like, you know, Broadway is something these people will do. They take their limousine down, they do the Broadway show and they, they get out. You know, going to the restaurants here like Carmine's or whatever it is, that's that's for that's for tourists, Bridge and Tunnel. They 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 treat you like you're a stain. You're 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 invading their their super cool, super hip, super vibey neighborhood with your Bridge and Tunnel outer borough vibe when it comes to foreigners pouring in from Central America, you know, you'll hear them say things like, well, you know, no human's illegal. No human's illegal. Until those humans start getting in the way. Until they are taking over hotels. Until they're on the streets with nothing to do. Until you've, until you've been approached by the 8th or ninth or 10th unaccompanied minor or a woman carrying a baby. Chocolate, chocolate, chocolate. You know, it's funny. I never see any of these people buying any of this stuff. I get approached by a girl yesterday on the subway heading down to Salem. Couldn't have been older than 8 years old. By herself. By herself. On the subway. Chocolate, chocolate, chocolate. I didn't see anyone buy anything from her. Not even give her a buck just to, you know, help her out. We're so tolerant here in New York City. We're so tolerant, we'll leave American citizens on the streets with no food, no shelter, no access to health care. But the second you show up from Guatemala, you're staying at the row where the rooms were going for four to $500 a night. Not a week, not a month, a night. Oh, we got a lot to get to. I also walked by the, uh, the SAG-AFTRA strike uh, in front of uh, Viacom. You know, I could end this for them. You want to know what would make the Hollywood studios buckle if, if all these people started to vote Republican? See, you work, if you're an actor or an actress or a writer and you're on strike, who are you striking against? Oh, that's right. The biggest Democrat donors out there. You threaten to vote Republican, they'll change their mind. We're right, they're wrong. That's the end of the story. The arguments on this radio program cannot be broken. Sirius XM Patriot. You can join me live on the Will Count Majority Monday to Friday, noon to three East, 9 to noon West on Sirius XM Patriot, channel 125.